Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's the ContenderCast. Justin Hahnemann here, and we are shining a light on bright ideas. And today we are talking about another one of my favorite topics I am just so excited because Mona Amadeo is on with me. We're talking organizational development. We're talking about people. We're talking about change. We're talking about brand transformation. And Mona, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited about this conversation. Well, so am I. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Mona, also from my hometown, actually where I was born, Pensacola, Florida, one of the best beaches ever, by the way. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> it yes, is it just is. Thanks awesome. for that plug. We appreciate that. It's awesome and so much more. But um, Mona, you're the founder of a company called ID Group. And I, I, let's start, before we get to your book, which I'm excited to talk about, talk about this company and what you're doing in the space and how you decided to start it back in 89. Yeah, 89. And it's rather an, it's really, it's not a very straight journey from start to <laughs> where we good. are That's good. I today. love those stories. So, <laughs> so I don't know how much time you have, but I'll try to be as succinct as possible. Um, so yes, ID Group is here in Pensacola, Florida. We started in 1989. It's pretty much a creative firm. Uh, I was actually an instructor at the University oh, of West Florida very nice. and taught broadcast journalism. And I was a documentary producer um, there uh, with the university. And we did documentaries primarily in Central and South America and told great stories, right? Really great stories. Um, at the time, my daughter was young. She was like six years old. And um, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I was kind of going into some places that, you know, like Panama and you know, going, well, sure. maybe, this isn't, like, maybe sure. this isn't the thing for a mom to do. <laughs> and so really with my last paycheck uh, from the University of West Florida, uh, started this company and wow. didn't have a clue what I was doing or how I was going to do it. So I always say with some prayers and some luck, I'm sitting here today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's how we started. Uh, and really the goal was, uh, pretty simple. You know, I thought, okay, well, I'm used to telling stories for other people, more of a news, but wouldn't it be cool if I can tell stories for companies? And so that's how we started. And, and I wanted to do things a little differently. I wanted to have some fun. I didn't want to kind of be boxed in with any kind of the way things are supposed to be or ought to be or the way they've always been. So, so started it with a whole lot of uh, ideas about how might business be different and, how can I do it differently? And how can I create a place for other people to work that I wanted to work? I love so that's that. what we did. And that's like the story of so many entrepreneurs and you have found mm-hmm. success, which is amazing. So I, so how did the initial idea change over time? So this whole idea of I get my freedom to operate how I want to operate and, and help companies mm-hmm. tell stories because it's something I'm passionate about and you're bringing your creativity out. But how did that evolve into a real business versus something, you know, maybe a couple people to begin with? Well, I mean, you know the deal, right? I mean, some of it is is just a lot of hard work and 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 uh, and grit and determination and you know failing and getting up and trying again. I mean, there's just a lot of, of that aspect of it again. So I would tell you our success has been around just determination, to do what we want to do the way we want to do it, sure. And then our ability to really attract some amazing talent here, um, you know. So that's that's been good. But I think you know the the thing when we think about how how do we evolve from a creative firm, sure, storytellers to to really what we are now, which is a brand transformation firm. And um, and really all this leads to the reason I wrote the book and, and, and kind of what I believe in around the power of branding. And so I, I became very interested probably about six or seven years into starting a company that, um, you know, maybe what we were kind of selling wasn't completely what people were delivering. 
interesting. (laughs) Perhaps we could create a connect. We need to connect these dots a little bit more, but truly we were a creative firm. We, you know, pretty much in the, in the steps of the Madison Avenue guys. Right. Sure. Um, And we were advertising firm that, that, that got a bunch of creative people together and figured out what you wanted to say. And we figured out how to say it. Wow. Uh, but somewhere in the long, along the way, I thought, man, would it be cool if instead of us just coming up with these ideas and us being the people who created these stories, what if we went inside the organization right. and really engaged the people inside of the organization to help us create these storylines? Had no clue how to do that. So I thought, hmm. Um, and I, you know, when I need answers, I go back to school, you know. So, um, <laughs> so you ain't got your PhD, maybe, right? Yes, I got a PhD, right? How did I know in, that? In yep. org- organization <laughs> development and change. So I uh, spent three years doing that. But also about that time, I got very, very interested in this concept of corporate responsibility okay. and how corporate responsibility could be really, mm, I guess, hardwired, if you will. I hate that word, but sure. you know what I mean? Bake, baked into the DNA, not an add-on, not about philanthropy, but really how does a company become really great citizens? And, right. hmm, Part of the DNA. How might that impact? the decisions people to work for them, except I got very, very interested in the whole world of sustainability, corporate responsibility, change and branding. Uh-huh. All those things kind of came sort of like you, you know, there's sure. not a real straight path. Right. I just kind of <laughs> wondered about right. and always people always ask me sometimes, how'd you end up here? I said, well, imagine a jungle <laughs> and imagine these vines right. swinging through the jungle and a bunch of alligators down below. Right. And, you know, I, it's like I would go from thing to thing because it just made sense. So I, I was really led by what I felt the market was looking for. Sure. And I love adventure. I love kind of figuring it out. And yep. so through that process, um, ended up at Benedictine University in, right outside of Chicago, yep. uh, where I did my doctoral work. And, um, started looking for a company to work with that I could do my research. And, and I was looking for a company, not one that kind of already had the, the DNA of the corporate responsibility baked in, right. but one that didn't and maybe one that had changed. And so I actually ended up with a company in Atlanta. Oh, very nice. Uh, yes. Uh, by the name of Interface. Oh, very nice. And Interface is a global carpet manufacturer headquartered there in Atlanta. And um, its founder, Ray Anderson, who's a, you're a Georgia Tech grad, right? Yes, so I Ray, am. Yeah, okay. You so did Ray your homework? Was Georgia Tech. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm, a, I'm still a journalist. Uh, so uh, Ray, Ray did, um, Ray was a Georgia Tech graduate and started uh, Interface. There and it became, um, you know, just a you know huge success. They, they they're the people who do the carpet squares. If you're yep, familiar very with those, familiar, very familiar. and of course Ray, um, I came to learn about Interface and Ray through a colleague. And what it appeared was that this guy had actually changed the culture of this carpet manufacturer from one of being what I would call a traditional mindset of, um, you know, take make waste to one that represented true sustainability. In fact, I mean, they were like heralded by a lot of the sustainability people. So I spent a year uh, inside that company looking at how did they change this culture? And I used traditional kind of storytelling methods to uncover, talk to all the people who were part of this and really ended up with um, a study that showed how can you change a culture. Uh, And from that ended up with this idea of the power of narrative inside an organization and how storylines created inside an organization 
where people are engaged in creating those storylines actually become a powerful, powerful force, not only for change, but also for um, engaging people outside. And so there was this level of authenticity, this level of transparency, this level of purpose, all this stuff was going on at this company. I went, wow, I got to, can I, if I could bottle it, you know, if I right. could bottle this. And right? repurpose this with other clients, yeah. right? And, and that's pretty much what I did wow. in Beyond Sizzle, um, uh, the next evolution of branding, because what I found was that, yes, this was about a change process. Yes, this was about, you know, really engaging the people of Interface to do an amazing transformation of their company uh but it was also about so there was a lot of engagement with people inside the company but that was bleeding over to engagement with people outside the company and it was all tied around this concept of purpose around identity about who are we what are we doing what difference are we making in the world so um long story to story i realized but that's really (laughs) what led to what i took at interface and and what i did at interface and a whole lot of work with some amazing scholars. I really translated a lot of what I saw there into this process called branding from the core, uh, which is what the book is all about. Right. So, yeah. So you start this company eighty nine. What I think is really cool about your background and your story, and you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, a lot of folks that are have found their way and have tried a lot of new things or are trying a lot of new things. But I mean, you started. Sure. Right, undergrad history education made your way into <laughs> org yeah. development and change. Launched a, a, a branding and identity and a kind of an agency type company to explore and let your creative side come through and and then look where you are today. And yeah, and so here we are now. Um, you just got this new book, Beyond Sizzle: Next Evolution of Branding. And I know you you jumped right to the framework, but before you get to that, talk about what you mean by the next evolution of branding. Yeah, sure. So at its heart, um, Beyond Sizzle is about how you create, I like to say, how do you create companies people love to love? Uh, You know, those kind of companies that people just can't wait to tell other people about. And so to do that, of course, that's what you have to do. Don't we all start our companies? I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. You listen to them. Everybody has a dream. They do. They just have a dream. A lot of people have a passion. That's right. Absolutely. And what a great, I mean, that's a great thing about America, right? Everything's possible. Um, But, you know, you've got to ultimately answer the question, who are you? What are you doing? Why should I care? You know, and so the the practice of branding traditionally, um, you know, started back in the 60s or 50s, I guess, really, with the Madison Avenue guys trying to differentiate products as manufacturing became, you know, made everything pretty much similar, right? It's a bunch of commodities. So how do you break it apart? So most when most people think about branding, they think in terms of either campaigns that differentiate products or they think about logos, right? There's a lot of confusion. Absolutely. Brand is not a logo. I just want to leave I want to leave this thought, okay? <laughs> I mean, I a love logos. I really do love logo logos. <laughs> a, no, but it's not a brand, okay? No, it's a brand not. is not a logo and a logo <laughs> is not a brand. So let's just put that out there. So the question is, and, and I would say, you know, the way we define brand is brand is really the meaning that people associate when they hear your name. And a brand, you know, it can be a personal place, a thing, a product, a service, it doesn't matter. But that meaning is socially constructed. It's, it's, it's created. And the process of branding is the process of doing that. And so 
when we think about the next evolution of branding, traditionally, a lot of that has been done through external uh, campaigns, um, advertising, you know, external marketing. We take a different approach in that we believe that brands and the process of branding is actually an organizational management approach. It is the way you manage your organization. So it has much more to do for me from looking at this with how do we how do we manage an organization to create the brand uh, if the brand is meaning and if meaning is a process is created through uh, a process. Well, what is the process? Well, in my view, it is about managing an organization. And what we're having to do today when I talk about the next evolution is this. People are skeptical. Technology rules and people are looking for companies who do something stand for something other than the products and services they offer. Hence the corporate responsibility angle. Absolutely. So the, so that those three pieces lead you to believe that this, okay, if we think in terms of skepticism, then what we have to do is create trust, right? If we think in terms of technology, you know, the old days, uh, you know, when the brand manager controlled it all, right? They controlled the message, they controlled the 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 uh, the channels. Today, that's not the case, right? We have to think of this as a matrix. And so everything is connected. Everything is interconnected. And so you can't think of the organization and the marketplace. You have to think of one big connected group. And so making sure that your organization stands behind what it says, making sure there is alignment between who we are, what we deliver, and what happens within our organizations, we have to look at this as one big picture. And so when I think about the next evolution of branding, it simply is basically, yes, you have to stand out in the crowd. Yes, you have to be different. Yes, you have to tell a good story. But today we have to have it so that that story is connected with what is happening inside the organization. So that alignment between who we are, who we believe we are rather, what we tell the world and what we deliver has to be connected. And it is that alignment that creates the trust that builds the companies that we love to love. So, And, and hence the it, branding from the core framework. Branding from the core. And at the base of this, I shared with you earlier, Bob, you know, when I was at Interface and as I've looked at other companies, I've had some opportunities to work with like Stonyville Farms and, and Green Mountain Coffee, some of these really amazing, amazing leaders. It all comes down to values, right? What we believe in. And, you know, when we think of things of companies we love to love, think about the people we love to love, right? Be, we, we connect over meaning. We connect over values. We connect on what we believe in. Those are deeper levels of connections than, you know, just the sizzle. Uh, you know, you might see something that's pretty, right? You might be first connected to them because it's pretty. But when you really want to be advocates for something and believe in something, those things you love to love, then it's about something more than just product and services. So branding from the core, the the idea of branding from the core came from the idea of building meaning from the core purpose, values, beliefs of an organization. And then how do you tell stories around that that you deliver on? Not just sizzle, not just garbage, but how do you really do that? And for us, it has to do with you do that by engaging the people inside the organization and helping you create those stories. Sure. So I love the idea of of this, and I love the thinking around the messaging and kind of the, the values and the culture of the company and the people really becoming the brand, right? Versus just the advertising yes. and the cool stuff that you do with on the outside. But so, and I'll say, so walk us through 
you go and have a conversation with a prospective client around this. Like when yeah. they when they say, I love this, Mona, this is so cool. I love this idea. <laughs> How do we get started? Like where yeah. do you where do you begin with a company yeah. around this model? Well, let me be clear that we are a brand transformation. We are transforming <laughs> right. something, right? And that means change. <laughs> no question. And so the first everyone thing loves it, do, right? Every, oh, sure, sure. Until it gets in the middle of it, they go, "Ah, wait, we didn't." Mean <laughs> we this. liked our old process. It, yeah, it, it, tool. Isn't this about somebody else? Is it about <laughs> That's right. us? It's not us. Um, it's not me. Um, yeah. So the first thing we do is we sit down and explain. This is a nine month process that we go through. I say it's like birthing a baby, right? But it's it it takes nine months. It's not something that happens overnight. But there's a four stage process uh, to the branding from the core process. And but but I will tell you the first thing we we sit down with clients and talk about is how do you view your organization through this as a as a, what we call a brand ecosystem meaning everything is connected. So we sit down and talk to them about how things, um, what a system is, what it looks like, how everything is connected, this idea of uh, uh, the alignment that is necessary to build the level of authenticity and trust that really is needed today. You can't fake this stuff anymore. Okay. I mean, remember, I mean, truthfully, 1989, (laughs) when I started in Lord, Lord knows before that, uh, yes, you could kind of get away with a whole lot. Okay. Sure. Today, you know, the, the, I always say the wall has crumbled and whatever <laughs> you do inside, people are going to find out outside. That's for sure. And technology has such power today right. that you have to understand your organization is not us and them. Your organization is we. Okay. And so I sit down and really look at them and said, you know, you've got to be willing to manage your organization from this perspective, this whole system's perspective. We've got to get rid of all of the silos. We're not going to have a marketing department and an HR department and a PR department. All of these people <laughs> have to, and, and you know, we've got to bring everybody together and we all have to see ourselves as, as, as a connected whole. So that's the first thing. Are you willing to look at this as a very integrated whole? No question. The second thing is sitting down with the the leadership and really understanding why they want to change. What are you trying to do here? And because until leadership really commits to change, it's not right to try to bring an organization along with this. So the first stage of what we do is called immersion. And it is when we sit down with the leadership and look at what they, where they believe they are and where they need to go. Equally important, we look at the context that they're operating in. I mean, just pretty much a traditional situation analysis. Sure. But a whole lot of discussion with the leadership about, okay, we're going to move through this type of repositioning of your organization. Why you want to do it? And as a result of this, where we're going to end up. So a lot of work with leaders. The second stage is called the dialogue stage. And this is where we literally bring all the people from organization together. And this is where, you know, we say to people up front, this takes time. Right. This is not something that, uh, and they'll look at me and go, you need a whole day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a whole day? How about a more than day? that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With, with my people, you want me to close right. the whole place down? And exactly. we do a lot of different ways to do this. Of I course. mean, depending on the side of the organ- organization, we can do small groups, all, you know, 12, 15, 20 of them around. And we have done all of that. But Or if it's a small organization, getting everybody in the room together is very, very powerful. And the purpose of that is imagine it's, it's just a way to bring people together to ask them their perspectives around what are we really great at? 
You know, what are our hopes and dreams? If we could be anything, what would it look like? What are some of the things we think we should do? So it's really engaging the organization in this dialogue. And from this dialogue becomes the story we, we uncover. It's a, it is a research process. It is, a, you know, used basically as, as, as narrative research. Sure. And we look for storylines uh, that emerge from inside the organization that really helps us understand the core brand of that university, of that university, of that um, of that company, and from that we create and write a literal, literally write a narrative. And so the storylines become the brand platform. The brand platform is translated into a narrative. And I want to be clear that I differentiate between a identity narrative of an organization, meaning their reflections of who they are and who they want to be, and the brand story. So the narrative is something the organization creates, and it, it really captures, I call it both their the actual truth and their aspirations of where they want to go. A brand story is a co-creation. The brand story is a co-creation of the organization, what an organization hopes people will see and believe, but also what people believe and say. So you have to see that as brands are not controlled and nor is the story controlled by the organization. It is the way we create that connection between the narrative and the way that we communicate and what people communicate back to us and say about us. So that's what happens in the dialogue. So once the narrative is created, the platform, the narrative uh, is created, then that information is taken by our creative team and translated uh, into the cool stuff, right? <laughs> you know, the, the cool, All you know, the, the, sizzle, exactly. the sizzle. Okay, yeah. because we can't forget it, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the sizzle, the vision, the messaging, the logo, the messaging, is, all of the yeah, things around it. All important, but the the key here is that that stuff now is truly representative of how the organization sees itself. It wasn't created by a bunch of creatives sitting in the corner singing Kumbaya, right? It was created because it, it came from within the organization. And so all that stuff uh, is created, but equally important at this point, we go back into the team and we say, okay, let's look at your experience. What does your customer experience look like? Huh. Is it reflective? Is it reflective of the brand? Is exactly. it reflective of that narrative? Sure. So that narrative must be translated both through the sizzle and through the experience uh, of the customer. And so customer mapping, uh, looking at what we call moments of truth, mm. points at which the organization is sure to deliver on what it promises. So sure. we do that. And so once all that's put together, now it's party time. So we come <laughs> back to the organization and say, okay, guys, here's how we have, here's what we believe you said, and this is how we've translated it. Did we get it right? Right. And so that becomes now a moment of kind of, you know, uh, buy in to and, and kind of they see their ideas come to life. Sure. And, you know, I have a saying that people will defend and protect that which they help create. That's for sure. And and people often ask me all the time, they say, how do you do this? How do you get people? I said, because we ask them. Right. Well, and, you know, <laughs> hey, if it wasn't their they idea, then, then they don't support it a lot of times. So it's, well, it's and, good to bring them and, and along. It's, I hate this, this <laughs> language people use, right? We're going to push it down. We're going to push it down. Are we gonna what, what? What's the other word? Cascade it out. I'm like, no, 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 no. We so we start and, and we we call it cascading it up, right? So so all of that is done, and all the pretty stuff is done. The work is done internally. Now you understand, and and I'm sure your listeners will too, that none of this is 
this is not a moment in time. Right. This it's is the be- this thing. is process. This is process. And you do things, you uh, you try things, you adjust things, you redo things. So there is a continuous loop of learning and adjustment that everybody needs to be you know aware of. But you know this whole first part, I call it getting you dressed up and ready for a date, right? <laughs> so now the way you look is consistent sure. with the core of who you are. Sure. And so when people interact with you now, it's going to be real. And so then we go out and then we do the work of the brand marketing, sure. which is, you know, building that building awareness, brand. interest, yeah. action, converting people over. And then there is a process of um, ongoing beyond the execution. There is the evolution. So within our process, there is a continuous learning loops built in, uh, continuous evaluation, measurement, you know, all of those things. So that's no it. Question. That's branding from the core, you know, it. and um, beyond the sizzle. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, and obviously, I mean, so the book Beyond Sizzle has is really a, a summation of that approach, and it, it's almost like a, for you a, a communication tool, right? In terms of thinking about how an organization could transform um, their brand and really the thought process behind it. Yeah, and I think what I really want to do here is I want to redefine brand. I know that sounds like a like that's a small I love that. Goal. Why not have that's a big a small, stretch goal? I hey, love that's that. A small little goal, isn't it? Aspirational, <laughs> though. I mean, that's it, great. It, I I think think about it. Ultimately, the 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 history, and we don't have time to go into it. You know, the history of branding came from this whole idea of logos and that's visual right. imaging and that's all. Right. And where it had evolved to is then, oh, no, no, we're creating emotional connection and meeting the guys from Madison Avenue, right? And right. they were great at it. So that was good. Um, but now you have to get real. You have to get real. And so the only way you can create meaning that matters to people or what I call brands that matter is to truly be who you are. Right. And when you think about organizations and the complexity of organizations, you can't impose that. You no. have to engage that. Yep. And so much of what Part we of believe, yep. absolutely, and you can't – and people always talk about creating culture. Well, <laughs> no, culture is. Culture is something we observe. Mm-hmm. But what we can do – and influence. But we can create the climate of organizations. That's for sure. We can create the – the values and conversations around that, we can create systems, processes that reinforce our beliefs and our values. And so that's what we believe in. And then if we get that right, then the rest of it becomes, sure, we still got to look good and we've got to, you know, it's, it's the inside work all of us do individually. We have to do organizationally, right? I mean, that's that's what it's all about. So, yeah, so it's beyond, so the goal in, in, in complete seriousness <laughs> is to have people think of branding not as a department initiative, a logo, or anything, but an approach to managing your organization. And what the, um, the book does is provides a there's a case, it builds the case for, hey, why you need to do this, uh, why a moral compass is important, why organizations have a social contract with society, why we need to look at a much different way of organizing than we've looked at before. And if we do this well, we'll overcome skepticism, we'll overcome, you know, the complexities of technology, we'll overcome, um, you know, uh, and, and really respond to this idea that people want companies to stand for something and be something. So I think there's tremendous opportunity here. Branding, the, the underlying premise of branding, the concept of identification and emotional connection, all those kind of things, very valid, very, very valid. 
we just need to apply that differently than what we have in the past in order to overcome and to deal with the complexities of the marketplace today. So, yes, we're going to change <laughs> I like the it. whole concept. I love it. I love it. it. Well, and I'm excited to see where this goes for you guys. And I know anyone that has an interest in marketing, brand, et cetera, I mean, you're going to love your thinking here beyond Sizzle, the next evolution of branding. So, okay. Last but not least, Mona, where can our listeners find you, engage with you, grab the book, everything? Yeah. So thank you for asking that. So first of all, the book will be available September the 4th on Amazon. Um, to connect with me in the meantime, you can re- you can. Um, Find me at monaamadeo.com. That's Mona, A-M-O-D-E-O.com. And then I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the things. Yep. All I LinkedIn. I'm, I'm everywhere. Got a brand. So, I like it. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. And uh, we've just started and we'll be launching in the next, I think, next week, something called Flip Chart Fridays. Oh, uh, I, we'll so, I, I read about that. It's very, very cool. Yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. So those will live on um, ID, excuse me, on uh, monaamadeo.com. And those are little five-minute segments, uh, video segments that kind of introduce people to the idea of uh, Beyond Sizzle and um, branding from the core. So hopefully a little educational. So I'm still a teacher at heart, you know. Course, so I, I got to do it. a little, got a little teaching and preaching in me. I love so it. So I've got to do that. So that's where I am, and I certainly hope everybody will come and check, check us out. Check it out. Let, change the world of branding together. I love it. Well, Mona, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm excited to follow the book, your business, and I'm just really looking forward to staying in touch. And you got to come see us in Pittsburgh. I'm in. I will. That is the no-brainer. <laughs> we'll go to the beach. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, great. Thanks, looking Mona. forward to that. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. The Contender Cast is powered by Symmetrics Group and the Bunnell Idea Group. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderBrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.